Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Eddie Jones. Jones. Back to Crosby. Turn around. Fell down off his skate. The Rangers are going to go after a Buckner. But they have a three on nine. He'll be back into the fans head. Climb to the net. Goes in. Trying to set it up for the Murray. Save there. On the play right in front. You'd have to be here to believe that play. It's time for Saverin on Sports. Well, you'd like your Mike say that about a penguin. Offensively, you can't believe that play. Hadn't been a whole lot of that, has there? During this playoff run, and it begs the question, is goaltending really their biggest problem? It's tough to separate the emotion from the practical, isn't it? But I'll go back to trying to get inside Mike Sullivan's head. Well, I'll do that. Let's, let's answer the trivia question tonight. Um, today, for the correct caller wins a $25 gift certificate to the Carlton Restaurant, purveyors of fine meat and fish in downtown Pittsburgh. And the question was, Evgeny Malkin tonight will play in his 140th career playoff game. That will tie him for the Penguins' all-time leader. Who will he be tied with? and presumably become the all-time leader on Sunday, no matter what happens. The answer, Yaramir Yager. Yaramir Yager played in 140 playoff games in his career as a Penguin. So that was the correct caller. Dave in Moon Township was the first correct caller. He wins the $25 gift certificate to the Carlton Restaurant, purveyors of fine meat and fish in downtown Pittsburgh. You know... I kind of knew this was going to happen. I think the reaction to the goaltending announcement would have been less and less, I don't want to say hysterical, but less emotional had he decided to stay with Flurry. Because there's a lot of emotion attached here and a lot of WTF reaction. What? One bad period? I believe this comes down to this, and the Penguins are going to be shorthanded physically. We don't know if or when any of those guys are coming back. The longer they stay alive in the playoffs, obviously, the better the chance that, you know, Rust, Schultz, Hornquist come back. The Hornquist thing still surprises me. The Schultz thing doesn't surprise me. My guess is, based on the way he was hit, that he's got a separated shoulder or as often happens to hockey players, what they call an AC joint separation, which is not the same thing as the standard shoulder separation that we have you know, become accustomed to. It's different. In either case, it takes time. Four days is not going to heal that. But the goaltending aside, and this has drawn most of the reaction... 
has gotten away. If we if we all agree that goaltending has not been the problem, I mean, certainly it was the other night, but it wasn't the problem. It was a problem. And even as I look at Game Six against the Capitals, they just didn't show up. And Flurry rebounded from that. And let's remember something: Flurry had tossed shutouts in two of the last three games. And then the bad one in Game 3. Okay. But I think it's camouflage, really, what the issue is here. I mean, I think they're more than capable of winning this game, no matter who's in goal. Let me just say that. It's not what I would have done. I've explained to you, I think, Sullivan's rationale. Let me expound upon that just a moment. I think what he believes is that his team will play a strong game tonight. And that they will break out of their scoring slump the one thing that might undermine that is a way below the line goaltender performance i think what he's saying is we think we're about to break out we don't think we need a spectacular performance by our goaltender just a good solid one you can't have a bad one i think what he's saying is that we don't think that ottawa has the kind of offense, despite what they did in the first period, to do that again. And so what we want here is a solid, consistent, unremarkable goaltending performance. What we can't afford is an awful one. And I think what he's betting on, again, it's not a slam at Flurry, but I've explained to you my opinion about Flurry. Some of you agree. And that is... That Flurry has a very high ceiling and probably higher than Murray's. But the lower levels of his performance, I think, dip below that of Murray. Murray is more likely to be in a certain range. And I think what Sullivan's saying here is that we think we're going to respond. We think, no, we're not too tired. No, we're not too beat up. And that we'll score. The one thing that we can't have is a flame out by a goaltender, nothing against the flower, but we're more likely to get the kind of solid, consistent effort we need for this Ottawa team, which is not a great offensive team, to win this game tonight, which I think they're looking at as a must-win. Because I don't care who's in goal, they lose tonight. I think that's going to be it. Now, as far as coming back tonight, I think again, I think the goaltending issue has clouded the real issues, and that is was game three just a bad game, or is this a sign, a bad sign of things to come, a portent of things to come? Michael says, I think Flurry should start, but I honestly don't like our chances. We're tired, beat up. I hope the boys prove me wrong. Lee says, Pens will win tonight. Mike says on Facebook, there's a good chance of winning when you get embarrassed. I mean, that's the one thing I think that we've all got to keep in mind. I I don't know that there's anybody out there, as has been the case with some Penguin teams going back a few years ago, about the will, the character, the desire, despite what happened in Game 3, 
I don't think anybody questions that. I think the will's there. But I think there's a legitimate question about, is the can-do still there? Listen, there's an awful lot of people who said, once we knew what the matchups were going to be, that any of the three teams, meaning Columbus, the Penguins, or Washington, if they had to go through the other two, we're going to have a tough time going all the way. Are we at that point? That's a real gauntlet. Even though the Columbus series was only five games in length, that's a good thing. But it took its toll. And if the injuries would have stopped there, you would have said, okay, but they've continued. I don't know. I asked this question yesterday. I'll ask it again. Does Sid look the same to you since the concussion, since the hit by Niskanen? I'm not going to say that the goal-scoring drought. Remember, they scored six goals in Game 3 against the Capitals. The goal-scoring drought, that was a game where Sid was hurt, the goal-scoring drought started after that. It's not just all on Sid, but does he look like the same player to you? And now you add in injuries to Schultz and then injuries to Daly, who's back but not at 100%. I don't think you can discount the puck-moving defenseman aspect of this. They need that to take advantage of their strength, which is... Highly skilled, speedy, scoring forwards. I gave you the numbers yesterday, and who hasn't done what? Sid got a goal, game three. It was irrelevant. It's 5 nothing. I don't care. He'd been scoreless in seven. Takes his back to the game he was concussed. Gensel's had chances, hasn't con- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inverted. Kessel reluctant to shoot the puck. Malkin's been pretty active, but they need more. And I also brought up a guy like Benino. We saw last year how much a guy like Benino can mean to a hockey club. He's got three points in 15 games and one in the last 12. That was an assist. And two of his goals came in one game. Haglund's not an offensive player, but he helps create offense. That's the issue. Matt posts on Facebook, Flory throws up two shutouts in three games and gives up some fluky goals, and he's benched. I don't agree with the decision. 
Seth says, I tend to think that game three was just a bad game, but it concerns me that when the Pens have a bad game, like game six against the Caps, they aren't just bad, they're dismal. They don't lose, they get blown off the rink and look beaten. No doubt, it's hard to keep putting up a fight when you're shorthanded. I'm optimistic about tonight. I think this team is a Stanley Cup champion, but I'm concerned the injuries and the brutality of the first two series have taken their toll. That's what I'm saying. No one doubts how tough they are mentally, their maturity, although their focus, after what we saw the other night, is in question. I honestly think, then they got some fluky bounces. The first goal by Fleury was a bad one. The wraparound was awful. Reminded me of Detroit 2008. But I honestly believe there's a there's never an excuse for it. The reason was, I think that they were surprised by how aggressive Ottawa came out. Ottawa's been passive. I think they were caught on their heels. Having said that, a veteran team, a Stanley Cup champion, had time to react to that. Stephen Finleyville joins us now on Savern on Sports. Hey, Steve. Hey, good afternoon, Stan. Um, I'm just finding out about this, and um, I, I, I really kind of, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to react to it. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how to react, man. Um, I, I'm sorry. My opinion, I would have started a flurry, but um, you know. I'm not gonna, not gonna boo for sure. They're both good goaltenders. What do you think, Stan? I mean, obviously to me, you know, you're around the team at times. Not, not today. I don't. But um, well, I would say this. Um, I don't know that this decision necessarily is going to determine the outcome of tonight's game. Not that goaltending isn't important. Uh, I think, as I said. There are other issues here. There are other factors uh, that come into play. Uh, and until I see that, uh, then, then after tonight, I'll know whether or not game three was just a bad game uh, or that we're beginning to see the team unravel because of what they've been through, uh, who they're missing. Uh, and, and at that point, again, goaltending is always significant, perhaps more so uh, in the playoffs, but, again, I would have been satisfied with either guy. I would have started Flurry. Uh, I would have continued to go with him. Not based on he's a good guy and he deserves it and all that kind of stuff. Sullivan can't look at it that way. But he's got him. He, he has to win a hockey game tonight. If they don't, I think they're done. Um, but the, the question is, if you assume that either is a fine choice, and that's the way I look at it, uh, I want to see. Uh, are they going to score some goals? You wouldn't expect to win one to nothing again? No, I don't think you can rely on that. That's, and, and I, I don't want to say that the goaltending is inconsequential. I don't believe that, but I also don't think it'll be the de- determining factor in tonight's game. I, I would, I, I'd like to really bring something up. But I stand, I couldn't. I, I mean, I, I'll just ride on your coattails. It's going to be a bumpy ride, Steve, if you're riding on my coattails. I, I, we're going to probably hit some potholes along the way. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you much. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Pirates and then uh, more of your reaction, or maybe more of your reaction. A couple things I want to say about the Pirates. Uh, but uh, you've got a lot of reaction to what's happened today. Um 
and, and I do think that people are viewing tonight's game as I view it, as a game seven. Um, look, they could play a great game tonight and still lose, and maybe I'd feel differently. But I, given what we've, we've seen, what we've discussed, even the games they win, uh, I, I don't expect it to be easy, six to one or something. But um, I, I just think that other teams, other Penguin teams, you know, we played uh, – the clip from 1991, Pens were down 2-1. Uh, you know, they were down to the, uh, the Tampa last year and so on and so forth and, you know, winning key games. You know, I look at that Anaheim-Nashville series, right? This parallels it, right? Anaheim loses the first game at home. They come back to win. They lose game three on the road. They come back and save their season, I think, with a win in Nashville. Now they go back. Two of the three are at home. Now it's a best of three. Same thing happens if the Penguins win tonight. Parallels it. But I don't see them climbing out of a 3-1 hole. That's why tonight, to me, it's a game seven. Mathematically, and because they need to show that they were just in a, a slump in game three. Hey, I want to remind you, it's free movie Friday, all day, every day, thanks to Adam Tickets. We're going to send you to the movies. Valid any AMC or Regal Theater. Just go to ESPNPGH.com with the Adam uh, uh, Tickets app. Uh, You can buy your tickets in advance. You can even order your concessions in advance. So if you download the Adam Tickets app right now, they're giving you new users five bucks off their first movie with the promo code GIFT. So don't forget, it's free movie Friday. More of your thoughts and comments. We'll talk a little bit about Pirates. Borky will join us today at 1.30 in about 12 minutes or so. That's all ahead on Savern on Sports. The Penguins are all in. Shot by Marcus, set up by Kessel, and he shoots and scores from the right wing circle. One goal to win the Stanley Cup. Set up for Joseph, Johnny scores! Justin Schultz from the high block! It's the 2017 Road to the Cup. Oh, Michael, Michael You'll hear every minute of it live right here on Pittsburgh's home of the Pens. ESPN Pittsburgh at 970 AM and now at 106.3 FM. He gets the best guess because he makes him an offer they can't refuse. Severin on Sports, 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Well, out to center and carrying. Well, it'll get to the wall. Stewart with Ngombe right behind him. They're coming home, and they're both scoring. Fraser moving on to third, and he is safe. Two-run double for Adam Fraser. Drove in four today, which was impressive. Driving the ball to deep part center field. Working the ball through the right side. Off the left hand, we've seen the splits play pretty well since he's been up here in his minor league career. There's not a lot of good in his left hand pitchers. It's nice to have him back in the lineup. Uh, yeah. I had so many people tell me, I oh, can't, you can't play demon. Adam Frazier can flat out hit. I don't know that he'll hit 347. I don't know that he'll get four RBIs a game, but I know he gets on base, and I know he can hit left handers. And I know he makes good, solid contact. I have to start listening to other people and just go with what I think. Speaking of which, (laughs) Dudley tweets, Murray is solid and consistent. Flurry is spectacular but erratic. 
don't need spectacular erratic this series. That said, doesn't matter who's in net if they don't start scoring goals. Thank you, Dudley. Exactly what I said the last segment. I would agree. 412-922-2874, pound 970. Steve in Youngstown, Ohio. Hi, Steve. Hi, Stan. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Good, good. Hey, after I heard the shocking news of Murray being the goalie and my displeasure with that, I was just thinking, what do you think about how the locker room is going to deal with it? I know they're all professionals, and I know they all say that they're going to play for whoever's there, but with so many of the guys tied to Flurry, do you think that's going to have any effect? I don't. Uh, they want to win. They understand their situation. They also understand that, if anything, they owe Flurry uh, by the way they played in front of him. They also realize that, yes, they would not be here without him, but once the puck drops, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to say that they would rather have one over the other. I think the thing that they would rather is they'd rather win, uh, and they won with Murray last year. Uh, and, and if they go on to win the Cup and Marc-Andre Fleury never plays another minute, unlike last year, Marc-Andre Fleury will lift the Cup if they get that far, knowing that he was a major... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Contributor, which he was not last year, only because, you know, he was injured. So I don't think it affects the locker room. I think there's probably some disappointment, but that's okay as long as it's not resentment. And I think that they trust Sullivan enough by now to know that he's trying to put him in the best position to win a hockey game. And I really think that will prevail, Steve. Do you think that he'll put Mur or Flurry back in goal if they can if they win? No. Or do you think he's done? Well, I mean, I think if they win to go, you know, they win tonight eight seven, uh, and you know he's he's a sieve. Remember what he did last year. Remember the Tampa right. series. You know he yanked Murray, put in Flurry. They lost the game. Murray came back in. My guess is is that if they win tonight, no Murray and I think Murray will stay in. Okay. Thank but, you for the so call. Hope we, hope we win. Okay. There you go. Yep. And you also have to consider something else. That could have been Marc-Andre Fleury's last game as a Penguin the other night. Let's say that they, you know, win or lose this series. I mean, barring injury, I don't think you're, you might not see Marc-Andre Fleury again. Certainly, if you win this series with Murray, he would start the Stanley Cup final. Could be. That's something else. Don't worry about that now, but it's something to consider. Talk about all this with... Guy who really knows what he's talking about. The old 2-9er, Phil Bork, joins me next from Ottawa, next on Saverin on Sports. We are sports. Stay up to date with us on Facebook, ESPN Radio Pittsburgh, or on Twitter, where we keep it shorter at ESPN Radio PGH. 
Stan never lets anyone outside the family know what he's thinking. So you must be family. A man that doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Saverin on Sports. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. I think we're generating scoring chances. Uh, the next step is to convert. And, um, you know, we've hit a fair amount of posts here in, the, in this series uh, so far. Um, I'd like to believe that some of those will go in the net moving forward. Uh, but, you know, it, I, I also think that it's, it's also been a tight checking series on both sides. Of course, their scoring chances are way down average per game than they were in the regular season, but... These are the playoffs. Just uh, for your information, in games following playoff losses in this year's playoffs, Marc-Andre Fleury in five starts, coming off losses, was 4-1 and one with a 1.80 goals against and a 9.46 save percentage with two shutouts. Just an FYI, Phil Bork joins us now. Borky brought to us by Armstrong. One wire, infinite possibilities. Borky, great to have you on. Uh, Start with the goaltending. Did it catch you by surprise? No, really not. Um, Mike and I talked after the game, game number three, and we just kind of uh, bantered about our thoughts. And I I said to Mike, I thought that he should start uh, Matt Murray for a couple of reasons. So it didn't catch me by surprise. Um, And there was no... uh, no negative uh, thoughts on Mark Andre Fleury because he has been so good, and we wouldn't be in this position where we are right now in the conference finals if it wasn't for Mark Andre Fleury. I think that goes without saying, and I'm sure you've said it many times yourself, Stan. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, uh, a couple thoughts. Number one, Mark Andre Fleury uh, left the door open. He left the door open. Uh, there was a couple goals that he probably didn't look that sharp on. The num- first one was the first shot on goal from behind the goal line and went off his body. Uh, the Zach Smith one probably wasn't uh, his best on the wraparound there either. Um, but he didn't, you're right, he didn't have a whole lot of help in front of him. I'm sure you've talked about that also. But here's, here's my thoughts, Dan. Number one, I think by putting Matt Murray in, that it's going to make the Penguins play with more urgency. Not that they wouldn't with Mark Andre Fleury, but if it's 1% more with Matt Murray than Mark Andre Fleury, that's significant this time of year. The other part is, you know, just if you're the Ottawa Senators, just when you think you've figured out Mark Andre Fleury, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, who, what? The, they're going with Murray now. Okay, now we got to adjust and we have to try to solve Matt Murray. And Matt Murray's the type of goaltender we saw it last year that can get into shooters' heads, that he can make saves uh, on a consistent basis because he's six foot four, and at times he looks like he's he's seven foot four in the net, and he can be in a very intimidating figure when he's on his game. Borky, I'm curious. Um... Uh, why do you think that having Murray in net would have the Penguins as a team, you know, give it that extra 1%? I mean, what, what, why do you say that? Yeah, I, well, I just think to play with more urgency. I just think, okay, wow, we, you know, what we have done to Mark Andre Fleury, I think you would take it personal that way. So I, I think it's just more of a mindset that, you know, this afternoon as you're kind of reflecting on uh, the coach's decision, I think that you kind of look yourself in the eye and just say, man, it, it just wasn't right what we did to Mark Andre Fleury. He played his butt off, and we didn't play our butt off for him. So we did that to him already, that, you know, because of the way that we played, now Mark Andre Fleury's, uh, you know, got the ball cap on uh, and sitting on the bench. 
you know, we're not going to do it to this guy, too. We're not going to do it to Matt Murray, too. So, if anything, I think it changes the mindset of a player. I realize that emotion shouldn't play a part in all this, uh, but uh, shouldn't a player, and we just get given the stats on what Flower does when he has a bad game and bounces back after a loss, um, shouldn't he be given a chance uh, to redeem himself or does, shouldn't not even fit in the equation? That's probably where you know I made such a tough decision. I actually said this on the air after Game 3. I thought that this decision for Mike Sullivan would be the toughest decision he's had to make as a Penguins head coach. And I'm sure he went back and forth as we are right now. And there's lots of reasons why Mark Ronald Fleury should be in there tonight. But there's, there's equally good reasons on why Matt Murray uh, is in there. And, and who knows what's going to happen here now. And Matt Murray's one of those goaltenders that can catch fire and, and just take you right through this series. And who knows what he could do if you get past this series. Um, but I just think that the way Matt Murray played when he went in there was basically saying, I want this net coach. I'm going to show you in, uh, in the limited minutes I'm going to get here in a game that's completely out of hand. I'm going to show you and I'm going to show my teammates that I want to be in there and I can be your guy. There's some other elements I want to discuss with you, Borky, but I, we just had a phone caller on, Steve from Youngstown, who wanted about the reaction in the room. Now, this is something, obviously, um, that, that you, know, you can, can address as a former player. We all know how popular Flurry is. We also know how popular it is to raise the cup. You know, what about the, you know, the rest of the guys who recognize they're not playing if, at this point if Flurry doesn't have the playoffs that he's had? What kind of ramification, if any, will go through the locker room with this move? Well, number one, I, I think they'll read the body language of Mark Andre Flurry, and he will, he will be right behind Matt Murray because that's what, what kind of unbelievable teammate he is that he'll be giving Matt Murray a tap on the pads, and, and he will be his, his normal, jovial self. Whether he's faking it or not, it's not going to matter because he's going to let his teammates know that, you know what, it's all about winning right now. Don't worry about my hurt feelings, and don't worry about me. I'm a big boy. I can handle this, and I've handled it all year long, and I've handled things uh, uh, greater than this. And so I think that Mark Arnold, again, will be the ultimate teammate, and, and he will, he will uh, let the players know that, hey, it's, it's not about me. It's not about me and Matt Murray. It's about winning the next game to even the series. All right, let's get away from the goaltending uh, for just a moment. Not that the goaltending isn't important, uh, but there are other issues. Uh, you know, they're not scoring goals. And you could put in Ken Dryden or Patrick Waugh or Roberto Romano in goal. If, you, if you know, you're not scoring goals, uh, I mean, goaltending's always a factor, Borky, but it seems to me that there are other factors that they've got to address. Yeah, and this has pretty much been a rocking chair series for Craig Anderson, hasn't it? And he really hasn't been tested. They have not made life miserable for him, and probably part of that's not having Patrick Conquist in the lineup. Yeah. But uh, I talked in my uh, two minutes with the old 290 with Chris Kunitz, and that's exactly what we talked about, about getting pucks to the feet. Having, they haven't had many second and third opportunities. Uh, they haven't uh, gone past off the pad. They haven't made life miserable for Craig Anderson, and that's the tightrope they're going to walk tonight. Is they're going to you're going to see a different Penguin team? Uh, I just I get that feeling from talking to a couple of the guys that they're going to start taking pucks along the goal line, taking pucks out from behind the net, uh, and, and getting second and third opportunities, and getting their nose dirtier, and knowing the price they're going to have to pay to to get uh, to those areas. There's been too many long shots. There's been too many one and dones 
so far in this series, and the Penguins are aware of it, and they're going to address it, and they're going to be better tonight. You know, Borky, uh, Mike Sullivan said earlier, and we, we quoted because someone tweeted it out, uh, we didn't give ourselves a chance to win in game through the bad first period. Uh, never were able to recover. We'll be a, get a much better start tonight, something along those lines. Uh, given the way that Ottawa plays, though, is there a danger in that, in you know, getting a little too crazy and you know, maybe getting uh, taking advantage of going the other way, trapping and, and, and taking uh, you know, the turnovers in the neutral zone? No, that's a, it's a good question. It's a good point uh, because I go back and forth with it, too, and it's, it's important for me. Um, and the way the Penguins start, obviously. They've had too many so-so starts, and their goaltender has covered their butts too many times, and they finally uh, they got caught with their pants down uh, in game number three. And it finally uh, um, came to roost that uh, the, the starts haven't been better. And there's been a bit of mirage because they've gotten out of first period, you know, 0-0 zero, zero, or, or just down one, only because their goaltender came to play. And so at some point that uh, you have to dictate – how the game's going to be played. You're going to dictate the, the pace and, and, uh, and put the other team on their heels. But you're right. I mean, how hard do you push without it becoming high-risk gambling hockey? Will you allow the auto centers opportunities to feast off of maybe play, making that, that one extra east-west pass or, or maybe gambling at the wrong time? So that's the challenge of playoff hockey right now, Stan. That's, that's what makes it so exciting is how hard do you push to get that first goal and to dominate the first period without giving up anything. And uh, that's going to be interesting tonight. Does it look to you like he'll go with 7-D again tonight? No, it doesn't. I don't like 7-D. I don't think Mike Sullivan likes 7-D. Uh, and as a defenseman, you, you don't like it. You, there, there's too much confusion for me, Stan. There's, you never know who you're going out with next. you got a lot of guys uh, playing with partners that they usually don't play with. There's just too much thinking involved. Uh, and I didn't think that Mark Streit was – was that uh, overwhelmingly good that, that he should be back in there. Maybe he will be in there. Tonight. I don't know what the lineup's going to be. But uh, I think that maybe we see Josh Archibald uh, in a playoff game here just to even out the four lines yeah. if, if you know, Hornquist and, and Russ can't go. Yeah, he's already said that those two guys are out. Schultz is out. Kuhn Hockel's not available. Uh, right. I was going to ask you my next question, who the 12th forward would be. Uh, we'll you only see. got one guy here, Stan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Bob Aries there. That leaves you. That's it. No, but the, here's the thing: is they have the Black Aces, but from what I understand, uh, a lot of the Black Aces are still in Pittsburgh. You know, uh-huh. whether it's uh, Oscar Sundquist or or uh, JSE. I mean, they, they've got those guys uh, as the Black Aces, but they only brought so many. I mean, they could he could hop on a plane this afternoon, obviously, and get here for game time. But as far as I know, Josh Archibald is the guy next in line. He's with the club. Okay, good. Uh, a couple of quick questions for you. Uh, number one, here we were a week ago after losing games five and six and looking particularly bad in game six. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of angst in Penguins Nation. People lined up on the bridge, and we know what happened. Was game three just a bad game, or is it a portent of things to come? Given the first two series, how injured they are, is is you know is this a sign of bad things? What happened in Game Three? No, and I'm not being a homer here. I just think it was one game. And I think that's the way you look at the playoffs. I think as a fan, sometimes you get caught up in the what if monster is able to get in your kitchen and rattle your pots and pans, and you got you got to eliminate that uh, because it can drive you absolutely crazy when you start doing what if this and what if that. It was one game, and you have to you have to trust this hockey club, trust Mike Sullivan that they have the bounce back ability. 
and they've shown it over years after year in the last couple of years in the postseason that when you hit that panic button and you're ready to jump off the fourth pit bridge, that you have to believe that Mike Sullivan's going to reel these guys back in, that the leadership group is going to take it up a notch, and they're, they're going to become a bit of a faceless assassin, that they're going, to, they're going to start dialing in and not get frustrated, and they're going to play their game. And it's still, even with all the injuries, there's still enough horses to win a playoff game. And that's all you need to think of. Win the next ship, next period, next game, and then we'll talk about game number five. But once you start saying, well, if we lose this one, what if this happens? Once you start doing that, that's, that can lead to some bad things. All right. Um, just a bad game. It's happened before. I, I used the example of uh, game three in Minnesota. Mario doesn't play. Uh, parades are being planned. And then the Penguins won the next three. That was then. How about game four against Washington in 92? Yeah. Dino Cicerelli went, went – uh, you know, crazy on us, and we got booed off the ice. Yep. You know, these things have It's a playoffs, and we are the Penguinis. Don't ever forget that, Stan. We are the Penguinis, and we don't do anything easy. We do it the hard way, <laughs> but that's what makes it so much better at the end. Well, the people who manufacture roll aids are, are very, all the people happy about that, <laughs> I can assure you. Forky, thank you. Have a great broadcast. Free game tonight at 7, game 4 tonight at 8 here on the Penguins Radio Network. Thank you, Phil. All right, thank you, Stan. I always appreciate you, and this was fun. Good hockey talk. All right, Borky, take care. We'll see you back at the rink on Sunday, one way or the other. By the way, it's a free movie Friday. You go to your uh, Adam Tickets app. You can do that just by going to ESPNPGH.com. It's free. Uh, You can buy your movie tickets, order your refreshments. Don't forget, it's free movie Friday. Just go to ATOMTickets.com. Back with the poll results, this date in sports history and birthdays, that's still to come on Savern on Sports. Get up and join 970 Saturday mornings at 9 for Penn's Week. Oh, Michael, Michael Motorcycle. It's an inside look at the Pittsburgh Penguins that takes you behind the scenes and gives you the inside story on the Penguins. Listen, we got a good hockey team here, and, you know, we, we have people that we know we can win with. It's Penn's Week Saturday mornings at 9. Oh, I just want to see it still running sideways in Sausalito. Exclusively on your home of the Penguins, ESPN Pittsburgh at 9.70 a.m. and now at 106.3 FM. The gun had better be planted, otherwise Stan's just going to have his you-know-what in his hands. Say hello to my little friend. Saverin on Sports, ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. All right, to uh, tie up some loose ends, 79% of you do not like the decision to start Matt Murray tonight. As for their chances to win tonight... 18% 18% say little chance, 69% say there's a good chance, 2% say no chance, and 11% say it's a lock, they will win. And finally, was the Penguins' performance in Game 3 just a bad game or a sign of things to come? 72% said it's just a bad game, 28% say it's a sign of things to come. You can vote up until game time, I guess. All right, Monday on the show, Mike Lang will join us. We'll be talking all about it. Uh, well, uh, somebody's going to be up 3-2, or the series could be over. Uh, Mike Lang will join us uh, Monday at 1 o'clock. Time now for this day in sports history. And on this date in 1935, the NFL announced that they would have a college player draft. It went into effect in the 1930, before the 1936 season. 
also on this date in 1973. The Great Horse Secretariat won the Preakness on the way to the Triple Crown. Some think Secretariat the greatest racehorse ever. Also today, 1981, Jim Bibby gave up a first-inning leadoff single to Terry Harper, the Braves, and then recorded the next 27 outs in a row, a one-hitter for Pirate Jim Bibby. And also on this date, not a good date in history, in 1974. Yeah. Flyers clinched their first Stanley Cup on this date in 1974. Won again next the following year, but you know what's happened since. <laughs> Time now for birthdays. Happy birthday goes to former Pirate pitcher Ed Whitson, right-hander. Ed Whitson is 62 today. Happy birthday goes to Archie Manning, patriarch of the great quarterback family with Peyton and, of course, Eli. Archie Manning is 68 today. The great Kevin Garnett, NBA player 41 today. Race car driver Dario Franchitti, former husband of Ashley Judd. Wow, he's 44 today. And a happy birthday goes to... Yeah, one of the bad boys, the Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer. Big, strong center. They were a tough outfit, the Pistons were. Bill Lambeer is 60 years of age today. A reminder that I'll see you on TV at 6.30, Pirates and Phillies pregame show en route. Then, of course, at 7 here on the Penguins Radio Network. It's the pregame show, and at 8 p.m., I look at it as if it's a Game 7. Penguins and Ottawa. We'll talk about that and Game 5 Monday at noon here on Saverin on Sports. The Penguins are all in. Shot by Moffitt, set up by Kessel, and he shoots and scores from the right wing circle. One goal to win the Stanley Cup. The 2017 Road to the Cup. Oh, Michael, Michael, motorcycle. And you'll hear every minute of it live right here on Pittsburgh's home of the Pens. ESPN Pittsburgh at 970 a.m. And now at 106.3 FM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.